Everybody ready? They ready to yep. pee? All right. I didn't pee, but I'm going to free ball it. We're going to see how long I last. <laughs> I drank a gallon of water after I got here. So. Perfect. Hello and welcome to Birder I Barely Know Her, the only birding podcast where uh, one co-host should clearly be in charge of the planning, but the other one has decided that he's going to be in charge, even though he's really, really bad at it. Um, so yeah, like I said, this is a birding podcast. We take out new or new-ish birders on their first or first-ish birding trips. I am your host, Dewey Cassidy, along with my co-host, Jessica Cristiano. Do you want to explain what went wrong? uh when what time <laughs> i don't know which time i guess this time yeah a lot of stuff went wrong uh timing wise parking wise entrance wise uh walking on a crowded highway wise but we'll get into that when we bring on our guests uh how's your day going jess it's okay i'm very tired because we had yeah. a big day of birding and we improv big, we had a big day and, of birding and men being weird to me at the beach yeah what happened today do you want to talk about that yeah i was sitting waiting for my friend dewey after his improv audition, I was sitting on a bench at the beach reading a book and a man sat down next to me, never a good sign, and goes, how's your day going? I go, fine. He's like, what are you reading? And I say, a book. And he goes, okay, what's it about? And I said, oh, I don't know. I just started. And then he he really liked that. So he kind of ran with that for a little bit. And then he said he liked my geriatric sunglasses. Because you repeatedly indicated that you did not want to keep talking, right? Yeah. And I thought reading like a book was a pretty good sign that I'm kind of doing my own thing. But men don't think so sometimes. Yeah. Do you think that's because of Forrest Gump? Because that film does open. He starts talking to this random woman on a bench about how life is a box of chocolates, according to his mother. Yeah, but wasn't she kind of into it in the movie? Well, but here's the thing: if you're a, if you're a self or a non-self-aware man, you're gonna think everybody's into it. So, I think okay. we need to have a sequel to Forrest Gump where the woman is uninterested and Forrest learns that. Yeah, and then a lot of problems. And then it's a two-minute movie. So, yeah, it's a two. It's a two-minute movie. And we never it's learn a, about never what, learn. what Tom Hanks achieved. Yeah, and he's achieved a lot. First one to get COVID ever. Um, oh yeah. He's he's a man called Otto, which should be called a man named Ove, but we'll we'll get into that another time. Yes, that Forrest Gump, from that perspective of he's talking to a he's thinks a random woman wants to know what he's thinking, makes him kind of the villain of that movie. When we were and just talking he's about telling how a, he's telling a long story, like it's like a two hour story. Yeah, about his accomplishments. Well, they're not even accomplishments. It's like things happen to him. But you were also just saying earlier that he tends to play the hero. Forrest Gump. No. Oh, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Yes, I was saying Tom Hanks. He likes to play Captain Phillips. He likes to he likes to uh, play Sully. He's a he's a big hero guy. Who, who did he play in uh, that movie with? Was it Halle Berry where they're just jumping through shit? Huh? That movie where that it's like Quantum Leap sort of where they're just like different people. Is it it's Quantum not, Leap? It's not Quantum Leap. I have no idea then. Hmm. Well, this is something we're going to learn eventually. What is he in Elvis? In Elvis, he's Elvis's manager. Don't know the name. Okay. Uh, um, that is lost to history, unfortunately. They don't address him by name in the movie. I just found out he's in it at all. <laughs> what do you mean you just found out? I just found out that Tom Hanks is in the Elvis movie. No, but like, how'd you find Like somebody just mentioned it? You saw I think it, we were talking about it at the Oscars. Oh, right. You, have an, you had an Oscar party because you're a Hollywood bigwig. 
Yeah. Again, if Jess was in charge and the podcast was well organized, I would have texted my guest ahead of time to see how they're going to um, be introduced. Um, so I'm just going to introduce Kevin as um, a very good man and former roommate of one of the hosts. Um, give it up for Kelvin out. Ah. Mm-hmm. This time I've just said Kelvin. Uh, give it up for Kevin Alvarez. That, that's a, uh, an improvement on my name, to be honest. I like, oh, Kev- you like Kelvin. <laughs> well, that's a good last name, too, you know? It's like yeah, my, yeah. German. I really went full Steve Carell and Bruce Almighty there. Yeah, yeah. You And I like that you committed to it. You know, it's nice. So, yeah, Kevin, how's your day going? What's up? Day is going great. I just got back from Home Depot. Yeah, you're at Home uh, Depot. You're returning something, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I was venting you guys about how it seems like. I feel like when you return something or when you're paying for things at the cash register, it's sort of like the Inception like that world in Inception, not Inception, in uh, Interstellar, where time just flows differently for you, like yeah. paying things, actually returning something, but it's like 10 times longer for everyone else yeah. who's like waiting for you to fucking finish. Yeah, you walk outside, uh, we've had like eight new presidents. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. I was like, it took me um, one minute, but, you know, for people in line, that could have been an eternity. A yeah, do you think that's decades. why they sell all the candy and shit there? Because like they know you're gonna wait so long, you might as well get a treat with it. Because like at Best Buy and like the big line, they got all the candy. I feel like at Home Depot, they at least have Reese's and Coca Cola. I didn't see it at the where I was at, but I'm sure there's some crazy psychological shit that they do yeah. that for reasons why they do that. Yeah, totally. you know, like at places like Sephora or um, not Sephora, like Ulta Beauty, they have like all the makeup basics, like foundation mm-hmm. in the back. So you have to walk through the whole store to the, while you look Uh-oh. at everything else. You got to see the women you can turn into before you can be the women you are. Exactly. Wow. Powerful. Not that only wow. women shop there. People of all genders shop at Sephora, but you know. Yeah, there's all kinds canceled of again. I'm canceled again. God damn it. I'm over for two. This is a rough day for Dewey. I don't know if I can be associated with you anymore. Kevin, I'd like to apologize to you on behalf of my race and Jess on behalf of my gender. Um, I actually don't agree with white supremacy. So, Wow, a real ally. That's a a brave stance to be taking. I think it's bad. White supremacy, bad. White supremacy, yeah. White supremacy, bad. Shopping at Sephora, good. I think that's what we can take away from this. Um, What was it like living with me? Because you and I both- very. You were a very professional roommate. Like, you were, I think that that's how I like to describe it. You're very much like doing your own thing. But like, we wouldn't like watch TV shows together. You know, yeah. it was very much like, okay, cool. Like, you're you're there. You're doing your thing. And you were always you're always writing. So yeah. I was always like, what, what's going on? And then you just described to me like what you're working on, different pilots you were doing. Yeah, they're all and probably then, really bad at that point. Just, I mean, I was really impressed. I was like, wow, you just spending like so much of your time writing. Like, I, it's because I, I didn't have a lot of friends at the time. <laughs> It's just like, oh, not doing anything else tonight. Might as well uh, kick out some pages. That's not bad, though. I mean, yeah. I feel like I wish I still wish I had more of that habit. I feel like I'm getting a little better at it. But yeah, like, yeah. just to knock out pages and have a couple of things done. I think I always thought that was really impressive. So. Yeah. Kevin, at one yeah, point you bit. said it was easy to live with me once you kind of stopped trying to understand me. Do you remember saying that? Yes. And I. Yeah, I, that was a big lesson for me because I was always like, oh, why doesn't Dewey like want to do this or why? Like me just trying to understand some of your own processes. And yeah, I'm like, why? Why is he making this when he could be doing this? And after a while, why, I was like, why are know? there 15 jars of peanut butter um, in the fridge? Yeah, always. And all of them like basically finished. But you were yeah, because I wanted something. to recycle them. But um, my brain is but very you, bad at producing dopamine. So I don't want to clean them. But I wanted more peanut butter. So I would just keep buying it and not cleaning the previous ones. Yeah, but it got to the point where like you were literally reaching double digits. I had a very similar experience of being like, why, why are you doing it like that? Yeah. Or why are you yeah. doing that? Yeah. It, just, it was a lot of that. 
You got to stop trying to understand me is the thing. No, but it was a good lesson. It was just like, okay, Dewey just operates differently than me. And (laughs) I just have to let go of like trying to fix that in what I think is a better way. And just, you know, uh, if it doesn't affect me too much, just just let them run with it. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, it was a big lesson. I learned, I think that has taken me very far in life. Now I just don't worry too much about what people are doing. I'm just like, you know, they're happy and they're cool. We're good. Yeah, we had fun in that apartment. It was fun. We had our uh, landlord, John. Oh, yeah. I miss him every day. I miss John. Um, He was an old man from, where was he from? Taiwan? Yeah, I think it was Taiwanese. He would do a lot of jokes where he was like complaining about the intricacies of the Chinese government. And we didn't really know what he was uh, getting into. (laughs) Like, we didn't really know what he was talking about. Yeah, but he loved America. He He loved America. He loved America so much. So um, that's sort of how we guys know each other. We're friends at UCLA. Um, we met there. We did improv together. We lived together. And uh, now we're just regular friends instead of roommates. But I took you out today on a birding trip. Jess and I both took you out. Um, so before we get into the trip, Kevin, what is your history with birds and birding, if anything? So my, I think in fourth grade or third grade, I did a project uh, like a report on a bird. I remember yeah. we had to do something on like birds of prey or something. And I remember doing mine on like the great horned owl and I fucking thought that was like the coolest bird ever yeah that's like still to this day like one of my favorite animals i just think it's so like a beautiful creature so like cool i think owls are, are like really interesting kind of bird yeah but i never like gone birding or done anything like that and i remember um having like family members aunts who've had like birds as pets oh, and wow. i really hated that like because <laughs> i just don't like the i don't like the you know just the idea of yeah. birds like they're free they can do all the stuff yeah and it's the fun part about them it's really the fun part about them, right? And they can fly, they do all these things. And to put them in a cage is so like, it limits them, you know? Like they can't be out and about stretching their wings. So I always felt bad for those kind of birds, but I always like admired when I would see them like just flying on their own. But one thing I've been thinking about lately is how a lot of birds like to like sort of stick to an area, yeah. right? You always see seagulls like near the sea. They're not necessarily like yeah. going or up near anybody's high school. Yeah. Well, they're not just like, I'm trying to say like they're free into like the way they move and yeah, like, they got the, a range, the idea yeah. of freedom, but it's more like they don't use it to be totally free. They're like spend mo- like seagulls, for example, spend most of the time just looking for food and shit. Yeah. So I don't know. I think today was really fascinating too to be like to go and see them in their like environment where they normally are and just sort of take a peek and what their lives are. Because yeah, you've lived so, in a city your whole life, right? You haven't really ever been like it sort of near that much wildlife. No, no, not really near that much wildlife. Grew yeah. up mostly like in the suburbs and stuff. So any animals we would see there would be like possums, raccoons. Yeah, something's wrong if you see an animal there. Like something is not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or even where we used to live, I remember seeing coyotes and like yeah. in the middle of the street and I was like, this is terrifying, or, you know? Like, yeah, what does UCLA, that do we would see raccoons all the time, or at least I did. I lived on the street where there were like 50 raccoons just and like the trees and the dumpsters. Yeah. I think there was a house but that would feed them peanuts. That was, but that's about like the most wildlife I've ever gotten. So to see, or like in petting zoos. So yeah. to see like, like well, I don't, so I don't many know different kinds wildlife. of wildlife. I think by definition, oh, yeah, those true. are domesticated. Uh, yeah, I saw enough. this wildlife. There were like cows and chickens and shit. It was crazy. But that's what I mean. You know, like I don't, I have like yeah. a great, big, um, vast variety of animals in my life. Totally. So we brought to see up, like yeah. birds in their, in their like natural environment like that. Go yeah. ahead. We brought this up before. Jess has a hard time differentiating between which animals you can and cannot pet. Um, yeah, it's just my instinct. Yeah. Except with the dog today. Except with the dog today. Yeah. We'll get into that. So <laughs> I was actually fighting a lot of instincts. Yeah. Cause yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to hang. He did. So, yeah, so I'll get into today. So typically we don't name the place we're birding at, but uh, so that we don't have people rushing it, destroying the ecosystem. But the place we went today was a pretty hard place for a lot of people to visit anyway. So I don't think it's going to be a, a big deal. So we went to the Bologna wetlands in Marina del Rey. And uh, this was one instance where it would be nice if the person who was better at organizing 
was in charge of the podcast. But uh, once again, I insisted on steamrolling everything. On Google Maps, it looks open. It looks inviting. It looks like we're ready to go. Uh, we get there. It's completely blocked off. And the only way that we could access it was by walking through uh, several encampments, which, again, are only there because our city, despite being liberal, is very bad at taking care of its poorest citizens. Um, but so in order to actually get into Bologna wetlands, we had to walk in the middle of a crowded highway. So, um, Kevin, thank you for risking your life for the podcast. I feel like it's already in position enough to come on here, but you really you really put in the work because uh, not only was there a highway, there were several signs telling us that there was West Nile here. You know, fingers crossed we didn't get bit. You know, there are worse ways to go out. And I was yeah. like, if, it, if it, I die, Actually, I think West podcast, Nile's pretty fine. bad. I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if it's there's better ways than West Nile to go out. Uh, but yeah, so we had to uh, we had to walk on the freeway. A Tesla honked at us, which fuck you, you're driving a Tesla. We managed to finally cut into a path at one point that we ended up getting into more encampments and encountered a very friendly dog that I think wanted to bite us really bad. And uh, it really, okay. I mean, yeah, I don't know. What did you think, Jess? You had the most contact with him. Yeah, it really wanted to hang out with Jess. Yeah, yeah, we made eye contact. It was pretty soulful, but. I think I think it really did just want some affection and some food than the coffee yeah. I was holding, which is why it was so interested in me. Um, well, yeah, because you got you got a but, Scooby, you got a Scooby snack shot in your coffee, right? Yeah, you got like one pump of one pump of pistachio, one pump of Scooby snack. Yeah, and I always carry some Scooby snacks in my pockets just in case in a piece of pizza. Um, yeah, because the I was dog, wondering what that the, was. It's all balled yeah. up in there. Yeah. <laughs> the dog, he, by the way, the dog's not walking towards you. It was floating by its nose because it was being pulled by the uh, scent cloud. Yeah, that would been cute that would have been cute you would have had it then yeah i think we but, made the right choice though yeah to walk into the road yeah. so yeah but uh we finally managed to get into the wetlands we saw a bunch of cool stuff we actually saw stuff right when we parked um part of it too is that the pin did not send either of us to the right place so uh, we kind of circled around for a little bit um, but we found each other at this wonderful little place we saw some birds right away so jess why don't you go ahead and break out that list of birds we saw sure we saw a black neck stilt, some willets, northern shovelers, great egrets, uh, red-winged blackbirds, fox sparrows, American coot, cormorant, common yellow throat. Was that right? Did I no, write that, was, that down that was right? perfect. Yes. Okay. Common yellow throat. Yellow. No, that's not it. On here you wrote. I have a typo. It says yellow dumped warbler, <laughs> but I think it's rumped. That's a yellow rump warbler, but it has like a dump truck ass. That's what I'm thinking. And that's what I wrote because yeah. I was entranced. I was really impressed how high those, those ones could fly. Yeah, <laughs> with, that, with what they were packing, it was real. Yeah. It was tough. Um, we saw some Canada geese, grackles, um, hummingbirds that I did not. I didn't. Catch. Alan's hummingbird. Alan's hummingbirds. Alan, yeah, and great blue herons. Yeah, we saw a ton of cool stuff. Um, so Kevin. You actually looked up ahead of time because I remember the text you on like Alex and Chelsea. You looked up ahead of time what birds were there to sort of see if there's something you wanted to see. So do you remember what birds you said you wanted to check out? Yeah. Okay. So I screenshotted all of them. I wanted to see a kill deer. So here's how I picked them. Actually, I should tell you. Yeah. I looked at the app that you sent and I actually looked at which ones had the few fewest sightings. Oh. And I wanted to challenge you. I was like, let's see if we can find this one. <laughs> But we found like the one that I thought was gonna be the rarest, like super easily. Yeah, which one um, was that? That was the great egret. There yeah. was in the app, there was only one sighting. So I was like, that's gotta be. And he's great. Like, come on. Like, yeah, hard. That's a that's a rare Pokemon. Yeah. But we <laughs> yeah. saw them like almost immediately, like after like 10 minutes after we parked. Yeah, I will say on the subject of Pokemon, um, it really is a lot like Pokemon Snap, like when you first start out. Because like you get to catalog all this fun shit and write down what you saw. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, you like continue lists with your and list. binoculars. It's great. Yeah. But uh what else i want to see the kill deer i don't remember if we saw that one or not we didn't we saw some other uh, waiting birds but 
Yeah, we saw some other ones. And then the red winged blackbird, we did see that one. Yeah. And the yellow rumped warbler. Yeah, the yellow rumped warbler is very funny because that's like one of the most like common birds in like LA, like city wise. Like it's all over the parks. It's like in trees on the sidewalk and shit. But like when I first started out too, it's like, oh, that looks like fun. I want to see that all the time. Like house finches, which are super common. They're like so beautiful. So it's just funny. Like we're so lucky to live in LA and we have all these like fun like birds because we're like so far south. But yeah, so the red winged blackbird we wanted to see. I was like, um, like pointing you like, oh yeah, check out these marshes that might fly over there. Like check out like these uh, like tall like sunflower-like plants. And then like we were just walking, <laughs> we were walking by an RV and um, I was like looking at something. I was like, oh, there it is. And like, it was just on a branch next to us, which I think is fun with Bernie. You, like the thing you set out to see, you will just like catch in a glimpse, like just randomly beside you. Right. And then what, was, what I was surprised by was that I thought, you know, all these beautiful birds and be so hard to find them. And we felt like you said, we found them pretty quickly. Yeah. But the bird that like really struck me the most was the um, like the shovel beaked. What's it called? Oh, the northern shoveler. Yeah. Yeah. The northern shoveler. So I just never noticed how their beaks were different from like a regular kind of mallard duck. When you look at a duck and you don't really know anything, like back before I started birding, I was like, all ducks look exactly the same. Like they're all mallards, yeah. but it's like, oh, this one actually has subtle, cool differences. Um, So for the listeners, the Northern Shoveler is very similar to a mallard. They got that green head, that sort of darker brown and uh, white body. But what's different is um, they have sort of like a longer shovel-like beak. And if you actually look at the females, the females look almost exactly like a female mallard, but also they got that weird, you know, schnoz on them, um, which is a lot of fun. So those guys, I haven't seen seen a ton of in LA like I've seen a couple of times at like uh Sepulveda Basin or something but here they were everywhere like the only ducks we really saw we saw maybe like two or three mallards and some coots and stuff but those guys were all over the place yeah and so yeah their beaks how different they were yeah and the great egret too is similar to the red winged blackbird where we were just like talking trying to avoid being hit by cars and then it just like flew right by us like um on the other side of the marsh so you also wanted yeah so the red winged blackbird the yellow round warbler we saw at the very end actually I'm sort of on our last stop I just pointed them out to you when we're looking at stuff. So let's see. We saw some black neck stilts, which are very fun. Those are the, um, those are sort of a waiting bird like the kill deer. Now the kill deer you wanted to see specifically because of the name, right? Yeah. It had a pretty badass name. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's fun the way that you chose the birds you wanted to see. Cause that's sort of how I started doing it. I would like, I first started birding at Barnstall Park and I was like looking at the little birds and stuff, but going forward, I picked places based on the birds that they saw. They're like, I wanted to see like my favorite, the tree swallow. Like I go to a bunch of places trying to chase that tree swallow or the belted kingfish and stuff so it's fun to find those birds that make you like want to go out and find stuff if you had to say today what your favorite bird you saw out there was what would you say uh definitely the great egret i think and the red winged blackbird i think that it was really beautiful to see and i think it one of them was super close to us so i was able just to like i didn't even need the binoculars to really see it and see how gorgeous it was and then the great egrets were cool i think they really did have this like wizardly vibe like you said yeah (laughs) so yeah so the great egrets um in la we have great egrets and snowy egrets so the great egrets are the very large ones. They're these big white birds that most people would probably call a white crane, um, but they are egrets, their own species. Um, and the difference between them and the snowy egrets, the snowy egret's smaller and it has sort of this Albert Einstein hair on the top where it's all fuzzy. But what's cool about the great egrets is they have those sort of similar feathers, but on their body. So if they're standing like we saw them on this island in the wind, they have this sort of like regal spiritual presence where their feathers are just sort of like flowing in the wind, like they're this like old like sage watcher of the, uh, the wetland. So it's very cool to sort of see that in action like that um so i'm looking at jess's bird list now and the first bird on the list is kevin <laughs> you wrote you wrote kevin and then black next bill no um, I'm, okay yes but i'm keeping all of the lists in the same note app so i was mm-hmm. noting that it was the kevin trip uh, don't lie it's because i bob my head like this <laughs> when i walk and got that chicken head yeah um besides we saw some canada geese and jess has written on this note canada geese dash mating 
in quotes, horny with three Ys. Because that's how um, you said it when we saw them. Yeah, they were horny. We saw we saw two Canada geese mating, and they were really going for it. No, when you I, were horny. You were was, horny. Yeah, I was horny. I was asked to leave the wetlands. Um, I was looking at them through my camera, and my eyes actually popped out of the camera, and uh, my tongue fell out, and I went boyoing, and you could hear a steam whistle. It was a very cartoonish day. It was a cartoonish day. There was some cartoony shit. But we okay. saw you. Were, you pointed at them and were like, "See, the the Canada geese are mating," and then there was a bee, and then you. While taking pictures, we're like horny. And that was all you said about them. But to clarify, the Canada geese were horny. I was not horny for the Canada geese. This is not like a this is not like a Robin Hood situation where people are like the fox is hot. These are animals. I'm not attracted to animals. Um, just to go on the record. Say more about that. I don't think I should. I think this needs to uh I think we've we've done enough. We saw them mating and I pointed to Kevin and I was like, Oh look, the 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 um Canada geese are mating and they look over and you only see one Canada goose because the one that's on top has pushed the other one completely underwater and they were like messing with each other and like biting the stuff, flipping around. It was wild to see in action. But yeah, how do you feel about Canada geese, Kevin? Well, I was wondering, do they have like that same kind of like corkscrew penis like a duck does? That is an interesting question. So they do have a penis. So um, I don't know if, if you're familiar with with the um, genitals of birds, but most birds have a cloaca. Do you know what a cloaca is? No, I do not. It's the hole that does it all if you ever need to write some ad copy for it. Instead of a penis or a vagina, birds will have a cloaca where they pee, poop, and reproduce all out of the same hole. But some birds through evolution, for some reason, have still kept their penis. Um, so like ducks are like that, swans, a lot of like large aquatic fowl, but also like ostriches and emus, which I think is a horrifying species to still have a penis that'd be very big. Geese definitely do have a penis. Let's see if it's a corkscrew. I'm just going to type goose penis into Google. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Click it's, of the day. I don't think that's gross. helping your case that you what? don't, that you don't find animals attractive that i'm googling goose penis yeah please uh yeah they have ew there's one picture where somebody just drew a human penis as a goose's tongue which is really gross but yeah so geese (laughs) well actually a lot of these are just duck penises i'm not saying that i recognize like duck penis it's attached to a duck i can't just look at a penis and say what it belongs to but these are all just images of ducks or at least duck like birds okay i see i see a canada goose oh my god Oh, I got to turn safe. There's art on here of um, cartoons, which is really... Ew. Okay, you know what? Why are you saving it, Dewey? <laughs> I'm not saving it. It's not part of my computer. Why'd right, you, you send know? it in the group chat? Okay, I am not... I'm not dealing with this right now. I'm not going to say... Why did you like it, Jess? <laughs> okay, this is just a scroll from Captain Marvel. Why is this on here? What's All a right. scroll? It's, a, it's an alien species. Oh. So... Why don't you uh, check your privilege, Jess? All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So we saw the Canada geese mating. So um, they do have large penises, Kevin. I don't know if they're corkscrewed, I, but uh, we do know they have penises. So listeners, if you know anything about the penises of geese, go ahead and uh, send us a message. Um, hashtag goose penis to do the trick. I never had female or male geese growing up. I had plenty of female geese. Actually, no, we did have a male goose. I just never saw its penis, I guess, because I was like six. But as an adult, we only had female geese and they were so mean. Yeah, one of them. why you didn't like why you didn't like geese so much? Yeah, well, they're just boring and loud. And then one of my geese, her name was Duck Duck. We had a goose named Goose Goose and a goose named Duck Duck. My mom named them. And uh, Duck Duck one time like got constipated. So constipated that she shat out her intestines. And I had to shove them back in under veterinary direction. And like massage like the poop out. And then like shove her cloaca back in. Happened oh twice. God. So Kevin, if you ever poop out your intestines, I'll be there to help. Just kill me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 fair. I I can do that too. Just don't tell anybody. So yeah, so we saw we saw the Canada geese. Um, now there's a bird you actually really thought was cool that you did not expect to see. That was the American coot. What do you think about the American coot? Oh yeah, I did like the American coot. Well, first off, I like the name. I yeah, it's a fun name. It's like an old man. I think a coot is like a fun name. And now I know where that's from. Just I feel like that's such a you hear it on like cartoons like you coot you old coot you know yeah a lot of, i feel like uh, they said it a lot on rugrats yeah they said it on like some cartoons now now i know i'm like oh it's named after a bird didn't know what yeah. a coot was that was like a weird way to say a raccoon or something but it was like a really sweet looking bird it was like black and had like the white beak and it was really pretty it's a very metal really bird it's very cool yeah so yeah it was like you- if a minimalist designed a bird to be <laughs> yeah that's a that's a modern design for a bird are you allowed to say which celebrity you're working with right now um which we talked about it earlier Oh, for AMPM? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, writing for Tungus now. For yeah, you're writing for Tungus. What is Tungus like? Mascot. What is he like in real life? I haven't had the chance to meet him yet, but, you know, the impression I get, he's very super friendly and okay. uh, loves snacks and is a bit of a flirt. Oh, wow. I'm just thinking about when you finally get to meet him, how you get to shake his cinnamon roll hand. Yeah, I'll report back if it's sticky or very dry. Yeah, that's what I yeah. wanted to is it rude to wash your hand after you've sh- shaken hands with Tungus? Is that rude? Is it rude to wash it or is it? Or is like, it I don't want to touch things if my hand's to? covered in cinnamon glaze. So like, is it rude to like wash my hand immediately? I don't know. Like, I wonder like, does he get the wrong idea if you'd like start to eat it? Like, I, <laughs> I, think, I don't think you're supposed to eat him. I don't think there's a wrong friendly. idea to be had. He's friendly. He understands. He's like, I'm in his snacks. Like, don't worry about it. I get Cheeto dust everywhere. It's fine. Oh yeah. What's, is his beard Cheetos? Yeah, it's beard man of Cheetos. I'm gonna pull up cheese puffs. I'm gonna type Tungus penis into a uh, Google search. Oh, Tung. I've been saying Tungus. It's T O O M G I S. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jess. Like, Jess has a hard time spelling audibly. Yeah, I still don't really know what it is. Yeah. Um. So it's um. Do you think Tungus has a cloaca? Yeah. Yeah. Gritty definitely has a cloaca. Oh my god! They should meet. I'm sure they have. They need to. I'll pitch it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. It'll be, uh, we're looking at Tungus. He's got hot dog fingers and cinnamon roll hands. His arms are made of cups. He's got a, his eyebrows are like some sort of candy bar, but it looks like poop. Like it looks like he has pieces of poop for eyebrows. Cause yeah, um, that's a kind of chocolate bar, right? His, yeah, but his then top, above his eyes, eyelids are like croissants too. It's kind of, yeah, that's the part that kind of freaks me out. Cause it is like sort of flesh colored. Yeah. But it's a snack. Well, what's weird is like he's wearing shoes and his shoes aren't made of food. So that implies that the rest of him is just nude. Like he's naked. Yeah, there are. Like he's not wearing clothes. I I don't don't like this. I I haven't. I'm not as I'm not too familiar yet with this whole thing. So I can't give you the justifications of everything yet. Okay, well, get to get to get back to me when you've met to him, guess, and you can sort of. Yeah, I'll confirm if he's a nudist. (laughs) This tangent is so interesting that Jess is now on her phone. I'm looking him up. Oh, you're looking up Tungus? Yeah, I'm seeing what all what he's all made out of. Yeah. Looking up Tudis, uh Tudis. Yeah, there's some Tungus nudist theories. There's yeah. some two hundred dollar like fan art sculptures on Etsy that you can get. Oh. I thought you were saying that like all that stuff on him adds up to two hundred dollars, which I would buy. That makes sense. Oh. It's not fun that his wanted, but... fingers his knees are also cinnamon rolls. Uh speaking okay. of birding, if Tungus went to the beach, he would be eaten alive by seagulls in seconds. You'd be like Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. It'd be like when you uh drop a cow in like a river and piranhas eat it in like 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm looking at like an anatomical breakdown of him. <laughs> where it's like just little different parts are pointed out and it's part of it says Tungus loves meaningful conversation and strong eye contact. That's weird. 
Women love him. Guys want to eat him. People worship at the feet of Tungus so they can get a bite. Is this an official source? No. Well, I think it is. You're just like reading like fan art? It's on an awesome and random wiki fandom page. Oh. But I think this is official documentation. But this does look like it, like maybe Kevin made it as copy. (laughs) Not me, but I probably do know who made it. Dumkus is seven foot six. That guy needs to join the NBA. He had to give up his dreams of becoming a hand model. Tragic. Why? Because of his hot dog hands. Oh, I thought it's not when when you say give up, that sounds like he got really far and they're like, oh, sorry, this one thing happened. He believes in Santa Claus and loves Slim Jim. He just had a birthday. When was his birthday? March 15th. Yeah, it was a few days ago. I think this is quickly turning into an AM PM podcast or we're not sponsored. That's fine. Isn't March 15th the Ides of March? Like where they killed Caesar? He was the one who killed Caesar. <laughs> he, put, he put a pizza slice in his back. Everyone's thinking it. I'm just going to say it. Yes. I think it was him. Yeah. Where were you? Oh, yeah. No. March 15th. He was born on the Ides of March. I would love to see that Ides of March painting in Tungus is just in there. It's the like Tungus. the Epstein flight logs are like the uh, January 6th photos. Did they pick Bubba this sauce. on purpose? Like the Ides of March is such a weird coincidence. Oh, I have no idea. It probably was like a day they launched the campaign. Well, back to the bird list now that we've uh, sort of gone through that. So, yeah, so we also saw the common yellowthroat, which is very... <laughs> Jess just sent me. <laughs> Jess, what did you just send me? Um, it's the it's a, an excerpt from the wiki, the wiki I was looking at, and it says sex, male, height, seven, six, body, snack, food, smell, putrid, period. Yeah. Um... Putrid, no. Sorry if this makes it awkward for you when you eventually meet him, Kevin. I don't want you to come in with weird energy now. No, I know. I'm going to be like, what is, how do you reproduce? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's typically what I, whenever I meet somebody, I shake hands. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. How do you reproduce? Just curious. Yeah. You got cloaca in there? Yeah, you got a cloaca in there. Uh, so, yes, we also saw the common yellowthroat, which is a lot of fun. Kevin, can you describe the common yellowthroat to our listeners? Wait, was that the one that had the like little yellow like chest? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they're it was all, cute. It was like yeah, tiny and little. And yeah, so like they're little. all yellow, except they have like this cool bandit mask like a raccoon. They're very cute right. little guys. Oh, uh, yes, but common yellow throats, they're very cool, cute little guys. Um, we actually got pretty close to this one. Usually they like really try to hide from me, but they went right up right up in front of us on that branch. So that yeah, was a lot of fun. That one I was one I was not expecting to see. So that was cool because we stopped a couple times at some inlets. So actually, let's go back to when we first got there. So we first got there together. We're hanging out actually by our cars where we parked. And we just saw this nice, beautiful sort of like marshy area. We could see several birds flying in unison. There were a lot of roughneck swallows sort of diving in and out, which was really cool to look or to see. That's where we first saw the northern shovelers, those black neck stilts um, going through. So what was nice about the Bologna wetlands, there are just so many little places you can stop and look and have a picturesque view. Um, we saw a couple of those. We saw like this nice, like beautiful hilly area, this nice, beautiful like pond. So it was really cool. So we also saw somebody's texting me about a different pod. Luke is texting me about a different podcast recording. He's going to cancel again. Uh, or Kevin, Luke, and I were all mimes together in a music video. If you remember that music video for BNBN. So what was the song called? Yeah, we were all mimes. It was very cool. Um, whose house was that? That was. Uh... I don't remember Ben Kurz. Yeah, Ben Kurzrock lived there. Yeah. So Ben Kurzrock, um, friend of ours, maybe future podcast guest. There's there's that time that Ben came over to film a sketch at our house or our apartment. We don't know why he couldn't film it at his, but it was it was a lot like um when that lady in England hired a, like a Grinch visit and like the guy just like destroyed her house. 
like just like poured shit everywhere and like like poured the like, juice on our kid and stuff because we invite ben or we let ben come over to film the sketch and he like stomps everywhere doing fake exercises he like sprays bleach on our door handle and he's like making noise to the point that our neighbor comes up who's a vietnam veteran is like what is going on up here was he a vietnam veteran i think so you told I me that. oh no john told me that oh maybe i don't know i don't know i just felt battery when we made noise um, because we he did come up and talk to us a couple times because we were making noise, dude. He came up when I was moving out, like literally the last really? day. He's like, Can you keep it quiet? I was where I was up very late and I didn't go to bed till 5 a.m. It was like 9 a.m. Yeah, I'm like, like, Dude, I'm like, Give me an hour, <laughs> you will never have to deal with me ever again. Just please, like, go away. I love the idea. Like, I yeah, can't how do you ask move the movers. Quietly? Yeah, yeah, I was like, I can't ask the movers to like tiptoe, dude. Come on, yeah, can you tiptoe with that 300 pound couch, please? Yeah, I was like, What are you doing, dude? You're tripping. Well, we all pee that, that couch. I know we all have that shared experience with that couch. Uh, so, like, yeah, I that's said, what my really parents, bonds yeah, us here. <laughs> it really does. So, yeah, we just scrape. So, my parents drove up to help Kevin and I move in, and they brought, per my request, my childhood couch from like the living room where I used to hang out as a kid. And um, they brought it up, and it took us how long would you say to move into the apartment, Kevin? Everything took us about an hour, but that couch took us like an extra two. It took, yeah, it took like two or three hours, and we had to like go around like several different corners and like try like a thousand different angles. And at one point, we did something I cannot believe nobody died. We found a stairwell and we pushed the couch up the stairwell while somebody else pulled and we were like dangling it on top of me and my mom while you and my dad pulled it onto the stairs and if you dropped that we would have been dead that's a very heavy wooden couch um yeah it was crazy just like scraping up the ceiling dropping asbestos on us was a lot of fun but then jess and i when i moved out of that place tried to take the couch with me and uh how long did we try that for like two hours we tried to get it out at least I think it might have been three or four. Yeah, we tried that. We tried to get it out. We could not figure it out. Like we made Kevin help, and like Kevin like had to work the next day, and was like, "I know, I felt so bad." I was like, I "Stop!" It's like I can't do this. Um, because for some reason we couldn't find the same corridor I, we used to get it in. I think at the time they we were saying it. that that yeah, they fixed it. Like right, yeah. Part of the wall used to be missing, and then they like and that helps us. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we couldn't get it out. So eventually, <laughs> what did we take it apart with? Like a hammer? Yeah, hammer. We found maybe a saw. We found Scissors. some sort of, yeah, we found basically we had to give up and just find a stairwell and rip the couch to pieces and carry it outside. I felt and, so uh, we, bad. Yeah, we were up to like three in the morning. I know <laughs> I wanted that couch, but it was fine. Because um, it was going to you, right? You were going to use it for a little bit because I couldn't keep it in my new place. No, we were going to just store it at my place, which would have, it would have never made it up the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. place. Yeah, so um, it all it all worked yeah. out for the best. But yeah, we uh, we fucked that couch up and then we left it outside. And uh, yeah, yeah, I just cool. remember uh, you guys. I remember leaving and then like kind of going to sleep, and I heard some banging or something. And then I the next morning went outside and I just like looked like a crime scene, like, just <laughs> yeah, couch just everywhere out in the front of the building. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, not a great outcome for that couch. R.I.P. That couch was like thirty years old. It had seen a lot. Yeah, it might it have been like six better. different presidents. <laughs> so that's how I measure time. Um, yeah, so we saw, we also saw, um, so we saw the Willets at that first place. So we saw that red winged blackbird, which was a lot of fun. We also saw some cormorants when we were hanging out with the great egrets. So we saw a ton of stuff. After all that, what was your favorite bird that you saw? My favorite bird was the great, the great egret. Yeah. So why do you like the great egret so much? The great egret was like just a very tall bird. And like 
it had these like wispy feathers. It was just like yeah. a whole different sort of like, like I don't want to say design, but like it was a whole different vibe from the other birds, you know? Yeah. You and it's it's sort of similar to the great blue majestic. heron too. Just like these really cool giant majestic birds that are just like, oh, this is in the river by my house. Or like, this is like at the marsh. Um, Cause again, this Bologna wetlands, it's like right by like Playa Vista, which is like a very developed area with like a bunch of yuppie yeah. rich tech rows and stuff. Um, So it's so cool in LA that there's so many like beautiful birding spots that are just like right by like, you know, like cities and shit. That was what kind of impressed me the most was just that there was so much like diversity in terms of like all the birds we were seeing. Cause yeah, that's why I brought us to Bologna wetlands. Cause it has like the marsh area, it has the pond, but it also has like fields and like trees and stuff. So every, like various different kinds of birds that fill different niches can sort of find um, a place to, you know, to call home, to hang out. A spark bird in birding is a bird where you sort of see it and it inspires you to like keep going out again and like really try to find new stuff. Do you think you had that with the great egret or uh not with the great egret but definitely with the coot <laughs> oh yeah right <laughs> i think with that bird i was like you know, like it was just it was just a nice surprise i was like i wasn't yeah you know even looking at everything that i thought we could possibly see that was one that just surprised me and yeah and it's again just in our backyard like when i first before yeah, i started so birding i was like i walk outside and i'm like great all birds are brown and they're this big like that's all that yeah. exists in the world and then it's like oh wait there's all this cool stuff that's just in our backyard and that's what i love so much about birding because it's like you can't walk outside your house and see like a tiger or like something cool, but like with birds, there's so many cool things that you can just like see in an ordinary location or like, you know, just like in your own backyard. That's sort of what I hope to accomplish with this podcast instead of just forcing my friends to hang out with me is sort of get people to realize, oh, there's a bunch of cool shit just like around. You can see whenever you want. Go out on your lunch break, see some hummingbirds like at the in the trees by your house or something. So Kevin, final, what are your final thoughts on sort of this location in terms of what birds we saw, how easy it was to get there, et cetera? What do you, what'd you think? Uh, we'll definitely go birding again, but probably not there. It yeah. was just difficult to like <laughs> it was really to get, get into the actual like reserve. They blocked all of it, a lot of yeah. it off. And also just like the parking situation was very strange and yeah. uh, just all that whole like line of RVs. You know, you, even though even though like it's public land, or whatever, you still feel like you're bothering them. Yeah, right. Because I mean, like, yeah, that's not where they sure live. what the whole like, vibe is. Yeah. yeah. Ideally, our government provide housing for them, but uh, until then, they're living there. So yeah, we kind of were invading their living space. Yeah, that's what it felt. And you've, you've like just felt that. And yeah, you know, I felt like, that because right. that, like typically like I've been to all the birding places I recommend, but like Bologna is not a place that I've been to before. So I just send you on this wild goose chase. And then we're like 20 minutes late because the coffee shop forgot Jess's order. Um, don't. I'm sorry. We saw some very cute babies in there, though. Hey, worth there it. Yeah, big day for babies. It was babies. fine. I was also just lost for 20 minutes. So yeah. while you guys are waiting. So I was yeah, like, so it worked out. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Jess and I were in the coffee shop today. We saw a bunch of babies. There's one, there's one baby that saw two other toddlers enter and got so excited. Like her face lit up and she went like, Oh, and she walked over to meet those babies. And like the oldest one was not interested, but the second toddler like looked at her, addressed her. And then like, just like when the little baby said hi, the toddler just like gently like pet her head like it was a dog. <laughs> That's how they greet each other, baby. Kids are crazy. Um, but yeah, awesome. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. So um, you said you'd go again. You said what you'd like most. So that sort of about wraps up our discussion on Bologna Wetland. So in the future, we'll go birding someplace that I've scoped out, <laughs> scoped out ahead of time and know I know it'll work and I know we won't get yelled at or hit by cars. Well, awesome job. Thanks for coming on, Kevin. So typically, again, we'd have an end segment, but uh, somebody, aka me, forgot to come up with one. So we're not going to do that. So we're just going to end on some plugs. So do you have anything you want to plug? Anything you want people to check out? Uh, right now, I don't actually, but um, I'm trying to go incognito on the internet. So oh. I'm going to blur my face in this. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I won't post any of this stuff because, yeah. 
I'm just kidding. I don't have anything to plug, but um, except this podcast and more birding, bird and any bird ally organization. Insert here. Right. If you're going to edit it later. Um, Jess, do you have anything to plug? Um, no, but I have an end, end segment. Oh, you do? Yeah, it's just bird news where I type in oh, bird, yes. bird on Google and hit the news tab. And see so, yeah, comes so up. Um, the first so, iteration of this that I'd come up with was that I type in the words bird and murder into the news. Um, thinking there'd be some fun cases where like a bird was involved in a murder, but all it was was just really sad um, descriptions of murders involving people with the last name Bird, which was really a bummer. Um, but it looks like Jess has found a better way to do this. Let's get into it. This is, yes. Yeah, so I type Bird in and I hit the news tab on Google. Um, this is hot off the presses too. Yeah. Escaped Oakland Zoo bird shows up on residents' front porch. Whoa. What kind of Very bird? Pretty exciting. What kind of bird is it? One second. This bird wants to remain anonymous. During, <laughs> the bird's actually a minor, so you can't you can't print its name. Or, During Tuesday's extreme winds, a tree fell onto a new Savannah aviary, and six birds escaped into the storm. Whoa! Three missing superb starlings. Oh, which that's are a pretty problem. pretty little iridescent blue, green, and orange birds flew back into their habitat on their own. Oh, that's good. Friday, a hood uh, on Friday, a hooded vulture named Oliver was lured into the flamingo habitat with some tasty treats. That's in quotes. What do you think a tasty uh, treat is for a vulture? vulture? Just and like then, a frozen dead animal? It doesn't seem like they want to say. So yeah. it's probably, it's probably something <laughs> yeah, disgusting. Yeah, it's muted for a reason. And then two pied crows, which are black and white birds native to Africa, oh. were still missing, but they showed up on somebody's porch. Okay. Well, that could have gone much worse. Um, as you know, in LA, we have a ton of wild parakeets and parrots because people just like let them out of their enclosures. So good thing that wasn't an environmental disaster. Well, that's from the Oakland Zoo, which is near and dear to my hometown. Because yeah, you grew up, you grew up in Livermore, not to dox you. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're from you're from Livermore, home of the Buffalo Wild Wings, off of the uh, freeway. What is it? The five. That's the five eighty. Five eighty. Yes. Yeah. Not to be confused with KMBR 680, the sports leader. It's pretty close, That's though. That's exactly what I was going to say, too. Yeah, Jess and I bonded growing up um, with our dads both listening to the same Bay Area sports stations. So we got a lot of, uh, we got cards for kids. We got the sports leader. And, of course, we have um, Shane Co. Shane Co. Shane Company, formerly um, your friend of the diamond business. Uh, how do they sign off, Jess? Um, I'm totally blanking on the first part. Like Shane Company. Uh, at some point they get on, to yeah open weekdays till eight saturday and sundays till five online at shaneco.com yeah in we'd Cupertino, also san mateo nevado and walnut creek yeah nevado oh, I did that backwards okay but Sorry. at some yeah we also got uh fries because as we know your best buys are always at fries exactly i'm sure kevin's just loving this as a professional so that's, ad yeah. person so that's yeah, the I'm bird news i'm running all yeah. this down <laughs> yeah yeah, a lot of this is good stuff. Did you have any other news articles, Jess? Or that was kind of the biggest story. Oh, were there other because, ones? Um, I don't know. That was pretty big. That was some <laughs> escaped birds. That like that's pretty juicy, man. What no, you did a good job. A lot of them are about the Oakland Zoo escape. When I type it in, and uh, there's a lot of news about birds now that I'm looking a little yeah. harder. Huntington Beach High School protects killdeer bird eggs on school track. 
Santa Ana police seek help in identifying bird theft suspects. Wow. So yeah, we don't, three we don't... parrots stolen from birds and more in Lawndale. Well, here's the thing. I hope they find their home. Um, those are 60 year old parrots. This is technically a silver alert um, it pops up on your phone. But again, we don't talk to the pigs on this podcast. So, you know, Quiz, if you were a bird, what native Hawaiian bird would you be? Ooh. Okay, I got one. The GOP needs to be like a bird dog and point to inflation per rep Nancy Mace. Kevin, your thoughts on that? Uh, I'm going to have to hard agree that wow. something needs to be done. You love the GOP. Uh, you heard you heard it here first, folks. All right. Um, well, again, I Jesse, anything to plug? I don't. Not a single thing? Nope. All right. Well, once again, I'm going to plug the SELA Neighborhood Homeless Coalition. We are a... Um, a neighborhood organization that provides services to our unhoused neighbors. So we provide, you know, a Saturday supper program where we can get them some sort of meals, clothing, showers, um, some hygiene supplies, potentially legal help, et cetera, et cetera. Not help. They're not going to give you a lawyer. They're just going to give you some advice and stuff um, and showers and stuff. And then we also have our outreach program. Where we'll go out to encampments and sort of provide, you know, some some hygiene supplies, try to maybe potentially hook them up with service or like give them advice for services and stuff and sort of engage with them as a community, um, you know, to people who need it the most. If that feels like something that'll be your deal, then just check out what did we decide it was? SeelaNHC.org? Mm-hmm. Check out SeelaNHC.org and sign up there. I would also like to plug my dad's book. My dad's book about his time in the NFL um, that he published with his friend Michael Zagaris, who, along with my dad as a reporter, was the um, photographer for the um, Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers. It's called Field of Play. You can buy it wherever you buy books unless you buy them somewhere weird, in which case you're out of luck. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's all I got. So... Kevin, thank you again for joining us. Jess, thank you for being a great co-host. And to uh, all of you listeners out there, 